Welcome to the Exponential Growth Podcast, where we demystify what it takes to break into tech. My goal is to highlight real-life examples of people with non-traditional backgrounds moving into careers they love, so you can too. So who am I, and why am I starting this podcast? My name's James, and I'm an apprentice software engineer at LinkedIn. I spent the last 10 years of my life working on personal growth, mindset, and most recently, breaking into tech and becoming a software developer. Although I enjoyed games and computers growing up, I never really thought that I could make a career out of it, probably because I didn't know anyone else that had done so. Fast forward to today, and I've met countless people from a wide range of non-traditional backgrounds that are living out their dreams of reading and writing code for a living. So I want to tell these stories that I didn't have when I was growing up so that anyone and everyone can relate, pattern match, and ideally make their own move into tech, if that's what they want. My goal is for a weekly release where I bring you a new perspective from someone who's broken through. And for episode one, I wanted to share my own story, which has been anything but traditional. After 36 years, I'm finally comfortable with who I am and my ability to learn anything I set my mind to. But that wasn't always the case. I didn't study computer science in school. I actually only went to college because it was expected of me. I guess you'd call it a natural extension of graduating high school. And as you might expect, I didn't do so great. I actually started out in the College of Engineering, but ended up spending most of my time playing an online game. Now, that game ended up serving as my personal MBA, and it eventually provided a down payment for the house that my wife and family live in now, but I definitely wasn't ready for the college experience, so to say. I was on academic probation after my first semester. I knew I was on borrowed time, but I was too engrossed in playing the game to really zoom out and realize what I was doing. So I wasn't going to class, I was eating horribly, I actually gained 40 pounds in a year, and was, in hindsight, at the, the low point of my life. So after about a year and a half of that, I realized, somehow, that it was actually unsustainable, and I voluntarily removed myself from college. I went home, and although I enrolled in some community college courses, I, I still had no real purpose. I was playing online games, still making money, but just kind of going along with the flow. So one morning, I ended up waking up, had a look in the mirror, and I guess I was just finally absolutely disgusted with what I'd let myself become, both physically and mentally. And I made a personal promise from there forward to make a change. From that point forward, I started to do a deep dive on fitness and nutrition. I ended up losing 50 pounds over the course of that summer. And I actually re-enrolled to Virginia Tech, the college that I had dropped out of. And what was no longer in engineering, I actually shifted to English at the end of my first tenure there. And I was kind of stuck going back into it. Now, I knew I didn't want to be an English teacher, but at least at the time, I also knew that I was stuck. There was no way that I could go to another college. I basically didn't have a GPA. And... Virginia Tech was going to let me back, but they weren't going to let me change colleges again. So I made the most of it, and I actually had, I think, a 3.8 GPA for the last year and a half, and I graduated. I was actually so embarrassed at my overall path that I didn't walk for graduation. Now, after college, still had no idea what I wanted to do. Again, I wasn't going to teach English, so I did what everybody does, I guess, at that point and I booked a one-way ticket to Sweden. Jokes aside, you know, I had met people virtually that lived in Sweden, and that game that I mentioned earlier 
was based in Gothenburg. So it wasn't a totally random choice. So I ended up going over there and ended up spending, I guess, the, the majority of 2013 building houses, volunteering at schools, and making what have now become lifelong friendships. Some of the people I met actually made the trip over here and were actually in my wedding party as groomsmen. So just a fantastic experience, and it taught me a lot, gave me a different perspective on, on life and maybe some of the things that we as Americans take for granted in our day-to-day. So back in the States, still didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I was tired of paying for education, at least. So this time, I decided to push myself out of my comfort zone and get paid to learn something new. So I went to work on a tugboat. Now, again, that wasn't a totally random choice. That's the profession that my dad and brother are both in as well. I never saw myself doing it just because you have to be away from home for eight to nine months out of the year. But at this point, I had no wife, girlfriend, any commitments back home, and I was ready to try to find myself, I guess. So I go to work on a tugboat, and I start putting in the time and seeing what I need to do to work my way up. And thankfully, about a year and a half into that, I had the opportunity to move into the management side of the fleet, and I jumped on it. And that was actually my last role. I was an assistant manager at this publicly traded company, and it was during that time that I discovered programming, and it was 2019. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was a Colt Steel Python Udemy course, and I absolutely had my light bulb moment. I knew right then and there that I had missed my calling, at least at that point, and that I had to figure out a way to make that what I do for a living. So at first, I started to integrate the things that I was learning into my day-to-day responsibilities as a manager, and that was going great. I developed a, a dashboard so I could track our fleet in real time, And in hindsight, you know, in computer science terms, it wasn't anything impressive, but at least at the company I was at, you would think that I invented fire. So that went on for about a year, I guess a year and a half. And again, it was going well, but I guess I zoomed out and I realized that I could not become the engineer that I envisioned myself becoming through those ad hoc implementations. So after long discussions with my wife, I gave my then manager 30 days notice, let him know that. I was going to fully commit to this career transition, and I was going to burn the proverbial ships, not the actual ones, and fully embrace software development, sink or swim. Got a lot of support from him, which I was very appreciative of. So at the end of 2021, November 30th was my last day in corporate America, at least at that time. No more income, and I was ready to embark on a different journey. I had originally applied to the Hack Reactor boot camp, and I know a lot of great people that have been to that. I ended up going a different route because I didn't receive the scholarship, and I enrolled in Springboard's software engineering career track. And in hindsight, I cannot recommend it enough. Now, my official start date was January 1st, but they gave us early access to the course. I think it was December 20th or thereabouts, and I'm pretty sure I was... 15, maybe, yeah, I guess about 15% of the way through the curriculum when the actual start date officially started. I was just so, so excited to be on this, this new journey. So that went great. I did the, the pay by month plan. I could pay 10 grand upfront for the entire curriculum, which I mean, it was better than Hack Reactor at least, but I saw they also offered a pay by the month option. Basically use what you need and 
knowing myself that made a lot of sense for me because it'd be the added incentive to, to get through it. So I did that. And about three and a half, maybe four months into that is when I started to actively apply to jobs. I think maybe five or six at the time. I actually got quite lucky, I think in hindsight, and I interviewed three times. My uh, first one went terrible. It was a, uh, a very early stage startup. And I definitely didn't know what I was doing. I would say they, they were learning what they were doing as well. And although we kind of stopped talking, I definitely learned a lot about what to do and maybe more importantly, what not to do in an interview setting. And then I had the opportunity to interview with another company and actually LinkedIn was the third. And these two were in the span of the same week. Now, the first company, it went well. There were three different rounds. The first one was a programming challenge. Uh, I got lucky, I guess, because I'd seen a comparable problem, so that went well. The second interview, not quite so well. It was actually a pre-existing function that basically I had to debug with a senior dev. And yeah, it. Uh, I didn't get all the way through it, but at the end of the day, you know, I found a few things and wasn't quite sure where I landed in terms of that. And then the third interview was a behavioral interview with the co-CEO. And it was during this time that I decided to tell her that my wife and I were pregnant and actually expecting our first child within the next 60 days or thereabouts. And this is counter to the advice that I had heard, you know, throughout the boot camp and talking with others. I know employers aren't allowed to ask that question, but at the same time, I felt like I'd be kind of living a lie if I, you know, got the job and then all of a sudden I had to take off time. Anyway, that's, that's just a personal belief. I have nothing against people that go counter to that. I just wanted to be radically transparent with them and they thanked me for that. Long story short, that job ended up not panning out. I don't know if it was a result of that or not, but either way, it's okay because then on to LinkedIn, that was a great experience. That's where I am now. And you know, the entire process, it, it was refreshing. Rather than toy problems in real time with someone else, I had the opportunity to, you know, initially write and explain about myself. That was the initial screen. After I found out I passed that, I had a take-home coding challenge. I had about seven or eight days to do that. I spent 80 hours, if not more, trying to put absolutely every ounce of creativity that I could muster into it. And after that, there was a total of four hours, um, the interview process, two and a half going over my code with two senior engineers, 30 minutes of a conversation with a reach apprentice, and then an hour uh, behavioral with a senior manager. And I felt like that went really well. And I, I kind of alluded to it earlier. My wife was at this point about seven and a half, eight months pregnant. And a couple of weeks later, still hadn't heard anything and... Yeah, so my wife goes into labor, and at this point, you know, I had put the boot camp on a pause for the last two weeks or thereabouts, and, you know, I could tell that my, my developer skills that I built up, they were slowly starting to atrophy, as any will, if you don't use them, and my wife and I had our, our beautiful daughter, Presley, and, you know, I, I fully enjoyed that experience. It was a little bit nerve-wracking, you know, not having a job after... She came into the world, but at the same time, although I was nervous, I knew that I was on the right path and that things would work out. And thankfully, 
uh, probably about two weeks, maybe three after that, I got that call from my LinkedIn recruiter and she let me know that they wanted to move forward with me and I was just absolutely thrilled. So I started with LinkedIn in June of this year, which is 2022, and it's been a tremendous experience. I've gotten to learn alongside a lot of like-minded individuals from different walks of life, all of us from non-traditional backgrounds. And, you know, we're basically, we're full-time employees, but we also have these guardrails in place to, to help us lean on one another and, and work through, you know, establishing our, our foundation of development. And the best part, well, there, there are many great parts. One of the great parts in my mind is actually 20% of our time, we are encouraged to devote strictly to, to learning new stuff. So basically one day out of the week, we get to learn for a living, which is, I mean, that's what I want to do for a living. So extremely grateful to be here at LinkedIn. And that kind of brings me back to the idea of the podcast. I never knew a path to get into development aside from, I guess, studying computer science in school and doing all the right things from an early age. I, I never knew anyone that had done it. And my goal is to, to talk to people that have, and particularly to talk with people and share the stories of those from non-traditional backgrounds that have broken through. In doing that, I'm hoping that you know, it provides value and gives people access to these stories that I wish I had when I had thought about programming as a possible career path. So that's my story. From managing boats to developing software at LinkedIn in six months with a little more nuance mixed in. But enough about me. I promise not to bore you with my story in future episodes. I'm going to be talking to people a lot more talented than me. And again, the goal of the show is to bring you these stories about people that have broken through and are now thriving in tech so that you can relate Clean the best strategies and advice and plan your own transition if that's what you want. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Exponential Growth Podcast. If you enjoy this conversation, be sure to follow the show on whatever podcast application you use. Just search for Exponential Growth, How to Break into Tech. If you got value from today's show, consider leaving a five-star review. And most importantly, if you know someone that might be interested in breaking into tech, tell them about the show.